You're listening to Red Button. Box 39 Red Button, our later evening conversation show coming live from Studio One at Colm Radio Towers on 106.6 FM Colm Radio. I'm Bill Lawrence and tonight, well, we're going on a journey of food and music where our special guest David Nash will be taking us on a gastronomic safari to the meals, the food and the gastronomy that has been to some extent pivotal in his life. This is the show where David brings us his best meals and plus the best music to go with them and we'll even be cooking some of them here in the Colm Radio Kitchen Annex just next door to the radio studio here. So, David, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Bill. Nice to be here tonight. It's lovely to see you, and uh, it's going to be a really interesting show because you've got such a, a an eclectic mix of different yeah. things for us for our different uh, our different bits of food. And we're going to start off. Well, we're going to the school canteen, aren't we? We are, yeah. Because school dinners, I think, is something every person has uh, experienced in their life, much like the golden arches and McDonald's, maybe. But what I like about school dinners, that they're one of those uh, consistent things in life they don't upgrade they don't reinvent themselves I know Jamie tried but kids still have fish fingers they still yeah. have cornflake cakes pasta with no sauce followed by treacle sponge oh yeah and, and, and you know I think it's the only place on earth still to this day because my daughter's five she comes out and says I had chocolate sponge cake with chocolate custard you yeah. know and and that's a special one isn't it the chocolate sponge absolutely and the chocolate sauce now would you have the chocolate sauce all over the chocolate sponge or to the side no i'd have it all over so, so the cake is literally sinking in it yeah. absolutely but you, you, what i tell you what i also like is that the, the down-to-earthness of the canteen and that's why you know school dinners it's not the obvious one to to talk about as an uh, amazing food thing but 
but but you know the the meal is is what it says on the plate you don't need google upper class translation into human class translation device you know we don't have fennel dust or or foam or raspberry coulee pebbles or a fondant uh, you know it, it's chicken veg and mash is and what do you yeah. get chicken veg and mash so, you know they don't call gravy a jus uh, no. you don't get lemon and herb butter in your jacket <laughs> so you, 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 julian and saffron are names of two kids um <laughs> you know and and i think you know most exotic titles probably toad toad in a hole followed by jam roly poly yeah so the school canteen if we if we think about it as a a place to eat yeah uh noisy yeah um not very comfortable seats no and no. you've got to eat quickly yeah you have because you're on a on a on a time uh leash but but what i like about eating is is generally everything's drowning in, in gravy well the challenge of eating quickly is always the veg you get is those kind of the, the diced square carrots yeah. and they take quite a while to scoop up but, but what is good uh, you know when you go to a posh restaurant you've got to hold your fork upside down or, or yeah. is it the correct way up I don't yeah. know it just doesn't work like that the, the, the fork is based on the shovel I think <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you can hold it the shovel way and shovel it down and you know the good thing about being a teacher, Bill, is that uh, I've got my own office and I can actually eat in, in a piece of, of my own office. Right. And, and the great thing now that I'm a, I'm a grown-up eating school dinners is that you get to keep the plate for several months afterwards <laughs> under your desk with a pile of others until you get the email armistice saying, please return any plates to the canteen. So it's great. You get, you get the complimentary plate with a small science ecosystem yeah. growing over a few months i think you find a lot of people do also feel very similarly to you uh, that the school canteen and the food there is almost a sort of comfort food isn't absolutely it? It, yeah. it's warming yeah on a cold day it's it's warming after a boring lesson that you've been sat in it's it's a, a break from uh the 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 hardness the difficulty yeah, of school. being at school is difficult it, it is but, you know, have you ever been to one of those posh restaurants and, and you feel like the waiter's just looking at you like a piece of dirt and then you're yeah. sitting there stressing, thinking, yeah. can I afford the tap water? Yeah. And and, and then you, you you know pay 50 quid for, for a meal and, and half of it's just with a pattern, or, yeah. you know, and then yeah. a 3D construction of, of carrot and, and cabbage and, and then you come out hungry. Yeah, and the people that serve you, the lovely, generally... Uh, so in my experience lovely ladies that serve you do you know what it's like your mum they are and they say would you like a little bit more dear yeah and, and lovely lovely yeah. individuals yeah lovely big individuals. scoops of gravy absolutely big scoops of everything yeah and, 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 your and, belly. And, the, and the potato when it lands on your plate and little bits of it fly off yeah absolutely in, in, with the with the uh, ice cream scoop yeah you know yeah uh, it, classic it is wonderful so uh, so uh, the school cantina i would agree also that that, that uh, example you gave chocolate sponge yeah. and chocolate sauce um it's it, it, everyone's favorites and i can't understand why it is not in there in the posh's restaurants because everyone would choose that absolutely they would they would but when was the last time we all had it school Behind. 
This is Box 39 Red Button with Bill Lawrence and David Nash. Strap up your sausages and masticate your meatballs. It's time to food up with Red Button. Indeed it is, because we're here and it's food up again. And I'm with David Nash, who's here to tell us all about the journey of food that uh, he is going to inspire us uh, to take. So I'm Bill Lawrence, uh, by the way, and uh, we're going to now move on to a Japanese tea ceremony. Uh, And uh, it's it's a sort of Japanese cultural activity, as well as being ceremonial. We're going to have some lovely tea, aren't we, David? Yeah, it's going to be lovely. Last time I did this, I was in Kyoto. Um, but uh, the Japanese tea ceremony is is a cultural activity and must be taken uh, very seriously. It's very ceremonial, both in the preparation and presentation of this almost sacred powdered green tea. Okay, well, well you're going to tell, tell us all about it and we're going to make some tea in a moment. But yeah. before we do that, before we start making the tea, um, how do we prepare well, there's two main ways of preparing for tea consumption. There's thick. Now, the thick blend of green tea leaves uh, and hot water, you, you, you whip using something we call a tea whisk. And then there's thin. Now, that's about 70% less tea leaves. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then, again, you use the tea whisk. Right. Okay. So, we, do we need any other? I see you've got a whole load of stuff you brought in. Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. So there's the there's the the chakan, which is a small rectangular white linen or hemp cloth. All right. Um, so we put that just down there. Yeah, that's that's used to wipe the tea bowl. Okay, the chakan. So you give the bowl a uh, bit of a wipe yeah, with that. Yeah. And okay, where did you get that from? Well, I haven't got an original so I just bought a tea towel in. Um, but the okay. chakan. That's the chakan. All right. And you've got. It looks to me like the sort of whisk that I'd whisk. No, that is a ch- chasan. Ch- chasan. All right, what do you um, do with that? W- uh, you, you whisk. Um, uh, but it's a single piece of bamboo. It is very nice. Um, I couldn't get the bamboo one, so I, I bought the the whisk. Yes. Um, okay. Well, we, uh, we, we, uh, we know the name of it. Now, there's... You, you're taking the tea. You're going to take the tea. It That's looks right. like an old-fashioned uh, plastic tea scoop. Yeah, well, no, it's it's the, the, the it's called the chakasanku, and it's yeah. uh, carved from a single, only a single piece of bamboo, ivory, or, or, or wood. Yeah, um, it looks like plastic though from here. Well. Again, um, you know, due to you know, it's postal strikes at the moment. We 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 we're using a tea scoop today. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to take the tea from the caddy where it's kept using your chashaku and put it in the tea bowl. Absolutely. Okay, we'll do that in a minute. Now, this tea bowl, the, the ch- chawan is, okay. is what it's called. Okay. Um, it's a shallow bowl, yeah, which yeah, uh, a- allows the tea to cool rapidly. Um, they're, they're used in the summer. We yeah. use a, a deeper bowl in the winter. Yeah. Um, uh, that looks a bit like a breakfast bowl. No, no, no. It's a, a chawan. Yeah. Um, it does look it, a bit like a sort of cereal bowl, yeah. though, doesn't it? This one. Well, um, if you ignore the, I think they're called snap, crackle, and pop the characters. Yeah. But if you ignore them, it's actually called a chawan. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it's as I said, it, it is a, a bowl for for the produce from the chasan, chakakun, and chakin. Right. And uh, uh, yes, I do know. I would have thought this. I mean, this one looks like it's made in a factory. I think the it is quite traditional, isn't it? To, to have handmade, handmade, hand, yeah. handmade. Yeah. Hand made um, yeah. you know handmade on a, a mass produced scale but but nevertheless there's some hands involved somewhere in the process yeah. I'm sure okay and the tea caddy where you're taking that tea from what's that well the, the natsuma that is cool it's a small lidded container in which the powdered tea is placed for use in the, in this you know a, a very complex tea making procedure so yeah um, so it's not really meant to be I mean you've got just a yogurt part haven't you that you've cleaned out and put the tea in well I, I think we could upcycling now but yeah. um, it's it's no longer a yoghurt pot Bill it's a natsum 
Okay. Well, look, we're gonna we're gonna we've set up a little tea room and we're gonna yeah. start the making the tea now. Okay. So um, absolutely, let's start that. Well, um, first of all, uh, you know, if we're going to start making it, we we have to think about being at one with the tea. So we're gonna sit on these traditional floor mats. Um, uh, it's customary to, to shuffle and maintain an erect posture. Okay. Can you do that, Bill? Um, yeah, fully up there now. Okay. Good and um, you need to walk quietly across the maps and uh, place in a circular pattern around the centre of the mat, okay? Do not step on the centre of... The, don't step on the... set. Not in the centre of the mat, uh, Bill, uh, okay, the side. Okay, so, side, sorry. Okay, so just imagine across the mats there are dozens of real and imaginary lines that crisscross the tea room and use to determine the exact placement of the Japan Chessing, 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 Okay, can we just fill the Chessing? Uh, and now, carry on. And uh, well, obviously, this is this kettle something. Now we'll put it on. Wait for it to boil. The, have you got the chawan and the chakusan? If yeah. You, yeah. Yes. Okay. Can yes. you feel the imaginary lines and where it feels right to place them down? Lower yourself slowly right. and place them okay. down and, and along with the chakan. Oh, blimey. And that zoom. It's not easy. Is it? Not easy. Uh, these maintain the erect right. posture, please. I've Bill. got my. I'm erect. I'm erect. Okay. Okay. Hang on. I've got to get up now for the kettle. So, like, do you want to get that? And I'll talk about the yeah, flower okay, arrangements. Okay, okay. Now, no more than a single blossom must be used. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to talk about the flowers, Bill. Ah. Uh. Okay, carry, okay, carry on, carry on. Okay, so... I'll just pour the tea. The, the, the flower arrangements, no more than a single blossom must be used. Now, this blossom will invariably lean towards or face the guests. Is that enough for you? If you right, okay, Bill. Here we are. Yeah, can you? No, can you, can, you, can you wait, please? We do not just simply boil a kettle and pour. It is a tea ceremony. Okay, well, while we while the tea's mashing or whatever. Have we got any scrolls? Yes, we have got some scrolls. Now, the hanging scrolls are hung in the tea room. Features well-known sayings or words associated with tea, such as harmony, respect... Nice. Pure... Do I why put does sugar it say... in No, you, you're stirring it in the wrong direction, Bill, OK? Uh, OK. Maintain your posture. Anti-clockwise. Oh, anti-clockwise, OK. Right. And Can I have a sip? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Right. So, let me talk you through the four key principles of the way to the tea. And then can I drink it after so, that? No. Okay. It's not as simple as that. This is a tea ceremony. Now, flower arrangements, single blossom, clothing. You need to wear a kimono, a I solid... Know, I know. It's bleeding freezing, this kimono. Well, you... And also, when I sit down, it, it, it exposes myself to the world. But you have to sit with your legs to the side in an erect position, please. Okay. All right. All right, all right. And, and then you use something called the machu okay the tea which is used for the tea ceremony okay now this specific type of green tea is made of leaves from the tea plant that have been growing under the shade okay it nice. causes the tea leaves to grow larger and finer and to produce more chlorophyll which gives matcha tea its bright green color and subtly sweet yet bitter flavors right so okay? it's very so green stirring. i can say this is very good i'll stir it okay. that way so, yes so slower 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 right, okay let's try it okay Good. And Drunk how is it, Bill? Remember, it's it. The mm. shawan is a shallow bowl. It's it's different, isn't it? It is green tea. It is Japanese green tea, and that is the ceremony.
listening to Colm Radio here on 106.6 FM. And this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions, featuring short stories written especially and exclusively for the show by friends of Colm Radio. We only serve the finest onions. Each one has been lovingly and organically hand-reared, using only our finest onion juice and our generations of deep onion knowledge to produce these award-winning soundscapes of original stories and perfectly chosen music. Unpeeling the layers of music and spoken word with remarkable stories written by our remarkable listeners. A remarkable adventure in words and music where everything you hear is from you. This is the community of onions. An extraordinarily tasty and chewy pot of wonderful stories and blended music chosen and written by our own community. We're serving extra tasty onions today with additional onion vitamins and minerals exclusively brought to you by our writers from our own community. Stay tuned for our full recipe, mixed and cooked to perfection. Do not repeat, do not leave your onions unattended. No onions have been hurt in the making of this program. Just a perfect day Drink sangria in the park And then later When it gets dark we go home Just a perfect day Feed animals in the zoo then later, a movie too, and then home. Oh, it's such a perfect day.
just what you sow. You're going to reap just what you sow. You're going to reap just what you sow. Our late evening conversation here on uh, Colm Radio continues with me, Bill Lawrence, and David Nash is leading our voyage of Epicurean delights. And uh, you're going to lead us now to something which I suppose is probably not that uh, well known. No, uh, I remember, remember unusual. Exactly, I, I remember saying in a restaurant uh, with my friend Doskoy, Doskoy. Doskoy is uh, two guinea pigs, um, uh, and, and I was in Peru, and, and they once roamed freely around Peruvian households, a bit like a kind of moving fur rug. Um, and, uh, you know, when you go to a country, you've got to try what they're famous for, but I had guilt, because I had pet guinea pigs as a child, Mopsy and the imaginatively named sister Hopsy, and and um, while I think we're all aware of the benefits of plant-based diets, and I I'm a fan of what the cluck chicken, which isn't chicken, but but I felt I had to try to eat a guinea pig while I was in Peru. Okay, so uh, guinea pig we're talking about. Are we talking about it fried, roasted, stewed? Well, I I had it. Um, I, I don't know. I had it kind of grilled. I think. I mean, it was literally macheted down the middle. I yeah. had, I had half, and friend had the other half. You could stick it back together almost. Um, but, okay. but there is different ways of doing it. You can have baked guinea pig, which is a traditional uh, Peruvian way of yeah. doing it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's often served with a few potatoes, a bit of side salad. Nice. Uh, you can get guinea pig on a stick. Um, it's the most common way locals prepare it. Um, they don't often have access to ovens in the countryside. So it's skewered? Yeah, skewered and then put over wood, wood-fired stoves. Nice. But, but actually, it's... Um, sometimes curried um that there's sweetened versions it's getting a bit high end now actually in, right. in, in peru okay um and uh, and actually it's led to a, a bit of a resurgence in a in an industry and, it, and it's been led by women um and and starting to appear in some high-end um restaurants around around lima the capital so if I was to, uh, you, we were to bring this in and, and have it now, yeah. would we recognise it as yeah. what it is? Well, uh, some people say it tastes a bit like pork or a bit like duck, uh, or, sorry, or, or maybe rabbit. I, I thought, like most things, you know, is well, what do frogs' legs taste like? Yeah, chicken. Chicken. What, what does skinny pig taste like? chicken yeah so it's it's i'd describe it as sweet chicken from from memory okay Um, and did you did you find yourself uh, quite happily eating it or were you sort of a bit doubtful just guilt absolute guilt that i felt like i had the the family pet (laughs) on the plate and yeah just the the most guiltiest dish i've ever had because you know they're they're pets to us aren't they i love little guinea pigs uh squeaking away doing their thing eating a bit of grass eating a bit of hay but no there it was on my plate yeah macheted in half but but i ate it and you call this a koi that's, yeah, it's a Peruvian word for it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, yeah, they all call it koi. I had no idea what it was, um, and no idea they ate guinea pigs. Um, but I soon discovered what it was when yeah, the little blighter was 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 on his plate. You know, yeah. upside down. Yeah, and uh, the last thing really uh, to talk about with guinea pigs because it's a, first many people though might find this a bit difficult to talk about. But can you buy a guinea pig uh, food or meat? uncooked or cooked in this country do you know to my knowledge no 
you can't. I think you can get it exported into parts of America to Peruvian restaurants. Uh, I mean, I'm sure if you go on the, the, the worldwide interweb, you, you can get anything nowadays, can't you? Um, I've never heard of someone having a prison term for cooking a guinea pig. Um, but yeah it's not something we do really is it no you know and say right here's our sunday roast yeah what is it guinea pig but yeah we do with rabbit don't we so what's the difference you know yeah okay whilst we're thinking about that we're going to think of uh, uh, moving us on to a little bit to to ice cream sundays and this is blondie with a sunday girl speech knobs and gorgeous warm conversation spoons miles in budapest my my hidden treasure chest golden grand piano my beauty focused eo you oh you oh i'd leave it all my acres of a land i've achieved it may be hard for you to stop and believe, but for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all. Oh, for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all. You give me one good reason why I should never make a change. Baby, if you owe me, then all of this will go. My many artifacts, the list goes on If you just say the words, I'll up and run Oh, to you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all Oh, to you, 
evening conversation food based continues live from studio one here at colm radio towers and tonight and now having uh, gone through that sort of recipe from peru slightly unusual we're now getting on to a traditional good old french fish soup or as i believe it's known a boobas 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 so david tell us all about why you've chosen this french fish soup yeah well um i had it as a kid and it was my favorite meal and then uh, i have it now whenever i go to france and, and i think it's the best soup in the world but it is complicated to make i have tried buying all the ingredients which are leek, thyme, bay leaves, parsley, orange peel, red chilli, olive oil, onions, leek, fennel, garlic cloves, tomato puree, star anise, pernoid, ripe tomatoes, saffron, fish stock, potatoes. I bought them all twice over, yeah. but I didn't get a fish in. And, <laughs> you know, like you get all the stuff for a recipe yeah. you're going to cook and then it just goes off and essentially chucked it out a few weeks later. Well, I've, I have been down to the supermarket and I've got a bit of everything from that list you sent through to me and we're going to have a go. While we talk, okay, uh, a proper Provencal uh, bivas. Okay, let's. Okay, and so uh, we'll get going then. Right. Okay. Um, Right. Well, first of all, uh, you've got have you got the fish? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pass us the fish. Okay. So first of all, we've got to clean. Yeah, that's right. Clean and scale and wash um, the fish. Okay. So the fish. It's quite bony, isn't it? It is. I'm using salty seawater to to wash this fish. Yeah, it's it's an old old method in in France, and and we've got some salty seawater around these parts as well. I'm going to cut this fish up, but it's still going to have the bone on it. Leave the bone on for flavour, okay? Hang on. Um, 
Well done. Good. I'll get the now. I'll get the casserole dish over while you do that. Now the casserole dish is oiled with olive oil before adding slices of onion, crushed garlic, and quartered tomatoes. Okay. Oh, that's a big tomatoes. Yeah, but if you put them into apes, they'll get too soggy. Okay. Put them into halves, so they're going to be okay. too firm. Got to be okay. quarters. And your onions—they're okay. just ordinary brown onions, aren't they? Yeah, or your ordinary brown onions, and, and, and slice them from. Well, they, they are actually best sliced from left to right because we're, we're we want to make a French soup. Okay, in England you can slice from right to left. But so I've, I've got now the heat going. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, just fed, well, just brown. Yeah, good. So arrange the fish while that's going. Um, uh, I'll put some fish around a casserole dish. Um, biggest pieces first. Um, get some boiling water then. Uh, pour that over the dish. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. Well done. Now, season it with fennel. Well, fennel, that's this one. Okay, yeah. got fennel, yeah. Okay, saffron. Now, that's more expensive than gold. It is. Okay. Uh, I've got a strand here, just a strand. Yeah, don't, no, leave the hair. That, oh, you put the hair in there. Um, okay, saffron and a strand of hair. Uh, that's uh, about that. Protein. Yeah, well, we'll liquidise. Bouquet of garnet. Yeah. Uh, salt uh, and pepper, of course. Uh, so, okay, so there we are. So uh, we've got it all going now. Right, now, right. low heat. Yeah, turn it down. Okay, nice. I'll just stir it there. Yeah, it keeps stirring. Okay. Now I want you to slowly bring it to the boil for around 20 minutes. Okay. Okay, well, uh, being in the best Blue Peter tradition, I've got one here that we have boiled around because we haven't got 20 minutes. Okay, uh, I did stir it occasionally. I want to stop the fish sticking. And so um, we're now going to make the bit that goes with it. Yeah, that's called the roulette. Uh, and, and it's prepared by, this is kind of the side dish, okay? So what, gets, are, you, what are you doing there? Right, I'm, I'm, I've got some crushed garlic and I've got a mortar and pestle. I'm mixing it with saffron and an egg yolk, okay? All right, and okay. Blend it in with some olive oil. Did you, and you just crush the garlic? Just crush it using a, a, a mortar and pestle, okay? Or use some lazy garlic, okay? Um, now, potatoes, we've got some potatoes here. They're paired for the side dish, and, and we'll, if you put them in the pan, bring them up to the boil. Yeah, some salted water. Yeah, they've been boiling away, actually. They've been quite well. Just Brilliant. Now, nice. finally, if we look down here, some sea urchins, okay? Yeah, is that what these things are? Sea urchins. Right, now, Ooh. if you if you cut them open, and their gonads will be removed, Ooh. and then okay. add them to the broth. I'll just take that out of that room. Okay, that's... It's probably in the way this broth, isn't it? Yeah, now, turn it down slightly, Bill. We don't want, want the boulevard over-boiling. Great, okay. Are the, are the sea urchins with the gonads removed in? They are. Um, Fantastic. I, yeah, the Rui, it's like, it's like a sort of mayonnaise, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like a, you know, you, yeah, it's a French mayonnaise, like a milder mayonnaise, like even more mild than Dijon. Um, and then a little bit of cheese, grated, um, and then some, some crouton, little bits of bread. So let's put put the, the, the... Do you know we've got some other little bits of crab here? Put them in as well. Spider crabs, these are. Yep. Velvet crabs. Yep, put them uh, in. Langoustine, very French. Langoustine, we can chuck them in. Tiny little bit of octopus here. I got this from... Uh, we won't name it, but it, it, it sort of rhymes with um, hate pose. The supermarket. Hate pose. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 I know. It's a bit like Waynesbury's or the, the Coop. <laughs> See, I'm not being sponsored by any of them. That's why I refuse to say their names. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, right. well, put, put, um, I think put, the o- put the octopus in from Hate Hose. Um, okay, now. Well, I think oh, we're all it's done. It's we're wriggly. all done. We're getting there. And this is going to be the best bit. Uh, we're going to get to taste it. So if you like, just serve it up there in the bowls. That's it. And that's all done. And uh, I've been looking forward to this. Now, I'm taking the spoon. I'm just going to take a, a little spoonful here. And, and you take your spoonful. I'll put a little bit of the... I've got a little toasted slice of bread here. I'll put the little mayonnaise thing, the roux on it. Bit of cheese. 
Yeah, okay, and uh, it's uh, it's soup, and I'm not, not, I know you're not meant to slurp the soup, but uh, um, is it? Did is, you? Is it meant to taste? Did like you that? take the gonads off the sea urchins? Yeah, I, I did, but is it meant to taste did, as horrible? Did as you that? use the sea? I mean, not to be rude about your cooking, but that is awful. Well, it, I mean, it doesn't taste quite like the restaurant. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I can't eat any more. I, I don't think, think it, my dog would want to eat that, to be honest, David. Well, it, we don't usually put octopus into it. Um, well, I think that octopus was off, wasn't it? Uh, well. Um, that octopus was off. M- maybe it was the salt water. I mean, it's not the same as the med, is it, here? No. Um, I, I think it was the salt water. No. Sorry, just open that window. Open that window. I'm going to tip a whole lot out. It smells fishy in here, doesn't it? Oh, dear, that was terrible. Oh, dear. Black birds singing in the dead of night. You take these Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to be free. Blackbird Expedition of favorite foods and fantastic feasts. So, food up with Red Button. Well, here we are. Thank you very much there to Sarah McLachlan for Blackbird. And uh, we're now going to come up with the last bit of food in our later evening food conversation. And this is something that I know some people really dream about. It's it's uh, like it or loathe it. It's an extremely popular food. It is the perfect steak. Yeah, I think the perfect steak for me is actually Argentinian steak. Um, and, and they literally do have it for breakfast, dinner and tea. And it's different to, to the rest of the world in terms of how they the rare to meat. Uh, the cows graze on grass. They exercise in fields. They're not forced fed um and the cows uh, exercise yeah they exercise they, they run around they, oh, they right. have absolutely natural life and and this makes the, the steak the steak healthier and and it's a staple diet um yeah part of the argentinian diet staple part of the diet so um, what would they what with your steak your Argentinian steak. Talk yeah. me through the plate. So you've got the steak. Are you having this steak uh, rare with the lots of the blood still inside, or medium where you've got some blood but it's not so much, or or 
well done where the blood's all gone well they cook their steaks slowly um and and, and you know they don't really go into the the medium rare the, you know they they just serve it how you know it's like uh, how do you have your chicken well you, you have your chicken cooked yeah it, it's like that in argentina okay. and, and they cook it slowly and um and the meat is of that good a quality it, it is always you know because the worst thing about however you have your steak cooked is is when it's tough isn't it yeah. and, and like you know the sole of of your shoe isn't it and, and but it's never the case however it's cooked so i never asked for how it's cooked i i had it how they served it and and it was the best steak i've ever had every single time whether it was in a, a bread roll or part of a meal okay so what so on your you got your, your steak on your plate yeah. it's taking up most of your plate what are you going to have with that or are you going to have it neat as it were well, I, w- I would have it with... Um, uh, th- there's a good restaurant in, in Colchester uh, which serves it with a langoustine. Uh, and, uh, and, and actually the combination of a fish, so to speak, um, or the shrimp family, I don't know what you'd call that, um, actually goes really well yeah. with, with steak. Yeah. Um, a, a sauce is always good. I'm not keen on a peppercorn. I think that kills it too much. Right, there's think, a uh, mushroomy sauce. Yeah, I think more of a, a creamy sauce creamy really one, would... Yeah, would, yeah. would um, um, compliment it more yeah okay um, so you've got your creamy sauce at the side are you putting a few spoonfuls on the steak or you're going to, going to dip it in your sauce or? Uh, no I'd say I'd say over it um, yeah. and, and then um I like steak in its purest form without anything else but but you know right. would, you, would you have it with you'd have it with some um, nice veg um, but but very finely cooked veg so it's got a good crunch right. and then I'd go for mash or, or, or wedges to be honest uh, you know keep it simple yeah steak and uh, chips is is often described as a, you know, chips go with it so you've got your mash yeah. all, your, all your wedges you've got your nice al dente uh, vegetables perhaps a little bit of carriage, maybe cabbage maybe a carrot or yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing to, no, not going down the line of Swede or turnip. No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, you know, with your Sunday roast and a, a good bit of beef, you, you'd go your horseradish, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because you can have your Sunday roast, you might have your ranking of orders yeah. what meat you like, but then you add in your sauces and it might change the ranking. So you've got, you've got your great Argentinian yeah. and meat. And really the veg is a, is a peripheral arrangement. It's your meat that you're after. Absolutely. So what are you going to accompany that with in, in, in liquid form? What's your drink going to be? Oh, it's got to be rubbish wine uh, mm. yeah it's just got to be a smooth red wine and, and take your time with the steak okay um, because of course when cooking it I mean how would you cook a steak well I would grill it I guess right so, see I think you need a hot hot pan and, and again uh, steak's simple I think if the meat is good um, it, it doesn't really matter whether it's a rump or a fillet or a sirloin. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's about the quality of of of, of the meat and, yeah. and, and and where you get it from. And then I do it for six minutes to a minute either side. Keep turning every right. minute in right. a really okay. really hot pan. Okay. And I just have butter any, and garlic. Any oil in? And just butter, butter and butter garlic. And garlic. Plenty of butter and garlic. Right. And you keep um, swishing that over the meat. Swishing it over the meat. Keep turning for six minutes. Yeah. The High heat adds a glaze to the steak, um, and then you've got to let it rest. I'd, I'd leave it to, to rest because what that does is redistributes the, the juices and makes it more succulent. Um, they have time to spread, if you like, across the meat again. Um, and then, yeah, after six minutes, then 15 minutes wait, a few chips on the side, a little bit of veg. I think you got you got the perfect meal there. Well, what a wonderful way to end the programme with the perfect meal. My mouth is a-watering, as they say. And, you know, that, that perfect steak, I have to say, David, just sounds a lot better than your fish soup tasted. Yeah, uh, probably easier to cook. And, um, yeah, apologies about the fish fish soup. I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's a big problem here. I, I'm, I'm not French, and, and they, they do know how to cook. Well, they do, French. they do. They are marvellous. Well, we'll leave the fish soup here for the morning crew, the uh, morning show people to they can have it for their breakfast it's been a pleasure having you with us David thank you so much for coming in to Colm Radio Tales and uh, we're going to end with uh, a little bit of bread of heaven
Red Button is a Guppy production for Colne Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience. Music